0: How do you how, yeah, how do you too. how do you do this? I Who the I, hell is I, that? I, I've completely forgotten. We
1: don't. Um g- Can we talk about the weird emails? That,
0: straight up, that we straight got? away.
2: We got weird emails?
1: Yeah, we got spam emails, oh. but they don't include sketchy links.
2: Oh. <laughs> like because
1: Yeah. So so uh, actually one of our actual emails from a listener was in our spam folder again, and I got rid of that. Um but And this is not new, I just didn't mention it until now. We've been getting these spam emails where it's like from a random person and it just says hello um, but there's no sketchy link. Like it's just a spam email that just says hi and that's it. Well
2: that's pleasant. That's not that's just, like, a, they're, they're just trying to start a pen pal relationship and you keep- Yeah, it annoyed, yeah, right? I mean, I
1: appreciate the kindness, but it's just <laughs> like- You
0: guys are writing strongly worded complaints in response, like, <laughs> I don't want to be your pen pal.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, but, but least, then it's like an enemies to lovers situation where we end up falling in
2: love. Oh, uh, With the start <laughs> of something magic. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. You have to respond. Respond to that spam.
1: Le- yeah, we should do that. Although, to be fair, I'm pretty sure the scam comes in when you respond. Like, that's my guess. hmm yeah, it's just it's just I don't understand why like c- because the whole point of scam emails is that you send out like a thousand and mm-hmm. then one person will be stupid enough to fall for it and then you've like made your profit there. Um, <laughs> but so if you send out emails where like you then need to do a follow up, like <laughs> like what like isn't that so much work for a scam? Like, surely just put the link in the anyway. I don't know. It's just.
0: Levi, is this the premise for your TED talk? Are you going to do a TED talk <laughs> on how to scam people? Yeah, how to scam people. <laughs> yeah, to scam you sounded, you sounded very, very scam experienced people. in it. Yeah, on because it. Well,
1: well, that's why scam emails are always so ridiculous, because they're not looking to... Scam people who have any kind of any kind of uh tech savvy. That's why it's like, well, you know, Nigerian prince, etc. Like it, it's meant to be ridiculous. <laughs> no. So yeah, that it's if, Nigerian like...
0: prince, etc. That's the <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. It's meant to be ridiculous so that if like like only the most stupid people will fall for it, and then you don't need to worry about like yeah. or like trying to trick them into it. You know, they'll just fall for it, and they will be
0: it. Yeah, we, we 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 only like getting nice emails that are all like. Labeled terrible. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that will sometimes
1: go into our scam folder or spam folder. I
0: just love looking at the inbox, though, and just saying terrible, terrible, terrible. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: really wasn't sure what to make the um, uh, the subject line for this for this one, and so I was just like, well, they're terrible movies. Just write terrible. Um, And so we have we get weird emails where it's just like cinema Japan, (laughs) you
0: know. (laughs) it's it interesting
2: so we're talking bad movies today or supposedly well, bad movies well we're, we're talking movies. about
1: about potentially bad movies that mm. are actually very good mm. yeah. um uh and i feel like once again we've done a good service by talking about like things related to the theme without <laughs> establishing the theme up front
2: classic
0: uh, although i guess
1: it's in the the, the description of the, the podcast episode so who cares
0: the title of this podcast is terrible. <laughs>
1: yeah, just terrible in all caps. Just we're terrible. gonna, I'm going we're gonna do that. I, I usually God choose sakes. the name. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suggest that. So uh, you're listening to terrible. Yes. Well. And, and, and what a fitting uh, day to have Matty back on the terrible episode. Oh, yeah. Well, so. <laughs>
0: you're well, bringing that's, the room down, that's, Matty. That's, that's ironic, isn't it? You're saying that I'm amazing. Yeah. Me. Uh, well.
1: If you are the fan favorite, to be fair, I, I mean we can't. But also,
0: even though I'm the fan favorite, I come back and then suddenly get a bunch of spam. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true.
1: Well, maybe they were maybe they were trying to scam us. I'm really big um, with the robot like, crowd. That is true. I, I think maybe they were trying to scam us because they were like mad at us because you were gone. Well, um,
0: people, I'm back. You can now send your articulate emails to us yeah. again.
1: Hold your applause. <laughs> send us send us emails that just say hello without any. Elaboration or any scams included,
0: mm.
1: <laughs> um, and will we will read them, I promise. In fact, let me let me read this nice email we got. Um, it says there's no subject line. It says, "Hello." So thank you, thank you to the emailer. I won't say that name thank because you. maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. It's poetry, You're welcome.
0: true poetry. Yeah,
1: it is. It's good. I've never been so. Moved. We even got one in Spanish too. The second one was in Spanish, which I appreciated because. It's a- adding some diversity to the, to the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's always just overlap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, this,
2: this podcast has got international yeah. uh, reach at this point. <laughs> yeah, so it it good.
1: In, the, in the international robot crowd. The international <laughs> robot crowd. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well. so, so what have you guys been doing in our, our off week? Because we, I, I guess I should probably point that out that, yeah, we missed a week. Cause I was sick with COVID. oh
0: uh, um, yeah, that's right. I f-
1: so, what did you guys do in that time? Didn't get COVID. Um, Read a book. I, oh well, yeah, yeah. I yeah continue
2: continue to continue to not have COVID. So
1: well, I'm glad day. that you guys got everything you wanted out of that week. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> we um,
2: try. What? A, we, yeah, I, I have had COVID twice, so I feel like. Oh God! Goodness gracious! Yeah. You're, yeah, you're you're one you of, don't need to get it again. You're
0: one of the two first, Jack. You're one of those two for one. You, yeah,
2: why not? Like, I'll just continue to get boosters and jabs, and uh, till I am a thousand years old. So it's fine.
1: I'm just gonna quickly send over a picture that I created. Oh God! Created. Hold on, I need to find the server. I'm so um, scared of things. So I, create. I created this. Like I was, I was at the height of um, the height of sickness. Like on the day my COVID was absolutely worst, worst. Oh my! The night I created this image. <laughs> um, can somebody <laughs> describe it? Okay, uh. <laughs>
2: so it is an edited image of a small white kitten uh, in, like, not not terrible resolution, but it's rather blurry, and it, in two separate fonts, it says full of, and then COVID, with a squiggly green arrow pointing at the sad cat's
0: face. Layered on lots it's of other b- it's squiggly coloured arrows as well that is yeah. true there's multiple yeah it's it's galore and <laughs> that was a very
1: good description thank you
2: thank you yeah. thank you
0: yeah
1: yeah, uh, yeah no, uh, can you, you guess really. can you guess what it said before i added covid
2: full of beans soup
0: milk soup oh
2: soup.
1: it was well i appreciate milk as a good actually a very good idea but no it was full of soup i know my soup um, memes yeah, I'm glad <laughs> you did. Is, I don't is, <laughs> this, is that
0: a corner of the internet I've not tapped into yet? Yes, <laughs> memes. Yeah, almost yeah. certainly. A yeah. hearty broth um, goes a long way.
1: It, as, yeah, we actually have a lot of soup fans listening to this podcast, so uh, we'll do good to tap into that uh, market.
2: Guys, Supercast. Uh.
1: Supercast. That is Bloop. A, uh, okay. Next Bloop, episode.
2: soup and soup troop. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
1: next episode. Let's all bring a bowl of soup. And instead of recommending recording. a film, yeah, yeah, to the recording, <laughs> and we eat it throughout, slurp it loudly, and then instead of recommending films, we recommend a flavor of soup.
0: I, think we, I think we translate it more directly, so we all have to try to pick a flavor of soup that none of the other ones have <laughs> yeah. had before, <laughs> and then argue okay. why that's the best one. I'll spend I like the next two
2: weeks concocting the worst tasting soup <laughs> can ever imagined. Uh,
1: okay, oh uh, yeah, okay. And the, but then the the thing is that before we start recording, we all share the recipes. We all make all three bowls of Ooh. soup. So then we try it during that See, okay. Why is it that every time we talk about this podcast, we come up with like the perfect uh, April Fools' Day idea? <laughs> because wouldn't that be perfect? For, for an April Fool's Day episode because where we this, do this Supercast. podcast
2: is just the biggest joke of all. <laughs> is it? It is. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it's just because we take very, everything very so serious. seriously.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I actually like Supercast. I think it's a really good idea. I also um, like soup. So and I also yeah. like soup, yeah. Yeah, I mean, soup is, soup is great in general. I think people would love the slurping sounds uh, yeah. throughout the, the, the episode where we're just eating soup in the background. You're not a fan of um, Slurping also,
2: Jack No. All you don't like the slurping, slurping, Jack? Not for like a solid sixty minutes. But that's <laughs> the fun of it.
1: It's extended over an extended period of time. But also, I just want to say, uh, and this is kind of a warning to both of you when we end up doing this idea. I don't mm-hmm. want any of that stupid, well, maybe cereal is a soup bullshit. Because a, that's not true, and b, that's a cop out. Because you could pick any obscure cereal, and then it would technically be a soup that nobody's tried, but you wouldn't win, and and you would have you would have failed yourself.
2: Leave. someone's never tried Jack's milk soup recipe <laughs> before. I guess. <laughs>
1: I don't want to. I don't want to think about that. To be perfectly honest, oh. no. but I just, I just, I wanted to put that warning out there for when we end up doing the soup episode, um, because I feel like that's such a such an internet cop out where it's like, Whoa, well, is a hot dog a sandwich? Is is super cereal? Is that
0: actually a thing? Is soup? Yeah, it's uh,
1: one of those stupid food classifications
0: things people say no because soup doesn't have milk in it and cereal doesn't save have it for the episode it. save it for the episode, okay. yeah, save yeah, for yeah. The episode. <laughs> yeah save it for the save it for the soup episode but we can't spend with, with minutes every word talking about we are soup. compromising the prime yeah. content all, <laughs>
2: these are all golden ingredients to put into our soup ah, so yeah. leave them yeah. let's read some of those lovely emails that we get let's do week. that email hey. time
1: matty pick an instrument yeah. an obscure instrument for jack to write a song please um
0: Bongos, Bongos do bongos. Could you add a didgeridoo? Yeah, a
1: didgeridoo, if you can.
2: Okay, in the style of who? Please, in the the style
0: of Mongolian throat singing. (laughs) Sold.
2: Perfect. (laughs) Listen to that, everybody. (sighs) <sighs>
0: okay. Well, that was really good. Jack. The, the, I'm the, the funny thing work. is, didgeridoo and Mongolian throat singing sound particularly similar. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing the differentiation between the two. I'm
1: gonna actually make sure that you did both and, and you didn't like only use one and try and say they blend together. Yeah. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the analysis on that
2: i'm i'm nothing but thorough you know i will do this properly i I do
1: i do appreciate the fact that you almost certainly will um (laughs) and that's why i'm going to have to research even more obscure instruments for you to to have to make songs with yeah anyway uh let's read an email i'll read this first one
2: i'll read this first go for it this is from alex and alex says hey this is alex uh, friendship station on discord i want to vent about the apple a 1980 christian rock disco musical about show business being run by satanists because in the discussion of so bad it's good movies i rarely see this brought up despite it being my favorite of that ilk mm. the plot is basically as you would expect but the art design choreography and general ambition of the film is so over the top and campy that it really distracts from any christian narrative the film is trying to push. Pair that with a near constant stream of baffling story decisions, and it's honestly a perfect watch for a trash cinema night. It has cults, people interrupting surgery <laughs> to dance, the, the most problematic reggae track ever conceived, wow. a song about coming that feels like it lasts for eight minutes, and actual, actual, actual vampires. <laughs> seriously this movie is nuts more people need to know of its existence cheers alex well thank you, you know i'm going to watch this immediately i thought because this yeah this this incredible.
0: sounds right i right thought right you were gonna say you know the first question that came into my head was does the song last eight minutes or yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or does it just, well it says it feels like it lasts eight minutes so it must oh, wow
1: it you must always... just feel like a long time
2: so i've immediately gone to the letterbox page and oh of course. Y- you can always tell something's gonna be great when i see like some people i follow have given it five and four stars mm-hmm. and the ratings curve is like
1: <laughs> oh look yeah look at that ratings curve it's like evenly spread
2: yeah uh 90 minutes as well yeah. so that is fantastic i've never even
0: heard wow. of this
1: film no i've not look at that massive apple she's holding in the banner
0: wow that, that is a big, <laughs> big apple
1: <laughs> that is that is a big apple that puts new, new york to <laughs> yeah like wow uh, thank you alex for sharing thank this. you this alex. Is... also the top review is one star and it says Xana don't
2: <laughs> <laughs> Very. <good>. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's incredible that's really good uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> thank you alex we'll uh we'll check that out i want to check that out yeah all right matty go read this next okay
0: one. this next one is from nixon Hey, Nixon here, uh, or mother, I believe. Yeah,
1: but you have to say it with, with, as though you're, you're surprised because it's got an exclamation point, or so it's mother. mother. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I believe a terrible film that's adored well to me anyways is Showgirls, the most expensive NC-17 film of its time while also being a major bomb. Beerhoven, I've always said, is that yass, bitch, that director, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry, and here he proves it again. <laughs> Uh although raunchy and a bit graphic, the grandeur and colours of Vegas bring a sense of haze where it's not completely vulgar. There are some rather infamous scenes like the dry <clears throat> and the beads, <laughs> which all of it uh, you together. Swear on this podcast? I'm 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 keeping it PG. Uh together <laughs> cr- creates a maelstrom of glitter, wigs, boots and deceit. Elizabeth Berkeley was shunned for this film, but her character Nomi is just the best. Versace anyone? Um <laughs> Gina Gershon not- Versat <laughs> versac- versac- Versace 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 <laughs> Versace it's it's not spelled like Versace it's purpose purpose Versace um lol uh, Gina Gershon is <laughs> is sublime and gorgeous while venomous. and Cam Clarkepen is yummy and yeah. he is always yummy. B- he- he's always Karl yummy I love Cam Clarke um the pool scene was um yeah yeah that's a great way to describe it, but still, this <laughs> film isn't meant to be high art, but pure, campy, gorgeous trash, and I'll love it forever. Yeah. That's great. This is just another f- one of the films in the pantheon of y- you haven't watched All it, but you've. Cinema, but I was going yeah. to say, even if you haven't watched it, you've, you've watched it. Because you, yeah. you only
2: know people who have given it five or one stars. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Another here. one that's um,
1: very evenly split.
2: Uh, I will see it at some point, but I, I'm I'm not ready for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so one day um, I will say that I think Pure Campy Gorgeous Trash describes most of the films that people have written in about and also it describes my film as well I think well maybe not mm. Trash but it describes my film that I'm going to talk about yeah. a little Excellent.
0: bit Okay, um, I think that's okay. a very good
1: descriptor mm.
0: um, well mine's, so yeah. mine's just good wholesome fun so I mean I don't know what I, <laughs> I don't know what you guys are <laughs> talking about um, yeah it's weird. Yeah. I, I, Kyle McLaughlin is, uh, is kind of like defined by this, this sort of film in a weird <laughs> way, isn't he? Like, it's like either David Lynch or Schlock
1: Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah he, he, is, he plays some weird roles. He's in, uh, he's in the Tesla movie from 2020. That, that was like the most recent thing I've seen him in. What
2: um, about uh, The Flintstones? He's in The Flintstones? Yeah, he's in The
1: Flintstones.
0: <laughs> he's in the saxophone yeah. movie. As and isn't he in, in The
1: Doors movie as well?
0: Oh, I don't know. The door what, one the one with Val Kilmer?
1: Yeah, I think he's in that.
0: Probably, to be fair. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> just just what a what a what a strange uh, group of movies, but no. I respect <laughs> yeah. it. I love that guy.
0: The variation is yeah. yeah. Sublime.
1: Um so this next email is from Hunter. Um and Hunter I oh yeah, I was gonna say I've cut this one down a little bit since Hunter sent in quite a long email. Um which a lot of people sent in long emails, and I appreciate that a lot, but it's just it's about time constraints. So anyway, I've cut this one down a little bit, it's still quite long. Uh, so Hunter writes, Hello, Bloop Group and everyone in the Bloop Troop. Um, I appreciate that. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. There are very few terrible movies that I would say I love. Usually when a movie is bad, it's bad to me, even if it's something I ironically or unironically enjoy. I find myself giving it a low rating anyways. However, there is one film that stands out from that group, one that I was surprised to see had such a low rating compared to my own. This film is Paul (laughs) Blood Moorcock. Yeah. Now... (laughs) If you were to ask me why I would even rate Paul Blatt a 3.5 out of 5, I wouldn't give you a legitimate answer. Because seriously, there is no reason that I should. So why do I like it? Well, it's because the first time watching it was when I was at my grandparents' house when I was young, and I watched it with my family. It sort of became a tradition to watch the movie whenever I went up to see my grandparents. But tradition tradition quickly uh, changed when my grandfather passed away almost four years ago, and now my grandma lives down south. I haven't seen her in uh, about a year and a half now. Despite all these changes in my life, my weird love for this movie hasn't. Uh, even though I acknowledge how dogshit this movie is, I can't hate it. And whenever I think of the cover uh, whenever I think about the cover of Kevin James screaming as the segway is barreling towards the camera, I get a smile on my face thinking of, uh, of the wonderful times I've seen the movie with my family.
2: Oh. Thank
1: you, Hunter. Oh. That's, that's a very, very sweet uh, yes. answer. And I, and this is this is like the perfect email that I wanted from from people yeah. with this segment of like, People, people who love a movie because of like a a, a, a like an experience that they had that um, that like uh, helped them kind of discover that movie and and even even in this instance when it's a movie that isn't that great it still has like that like emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you, Hansa. That that is that is really nice to hear. Yeah, um, and and a, a really fun connection.
0: Also, that, that film has done wonders for the severely marginalised group that is Segway enthusiasts. So I think that it's... I, you know, I think for it's that. Okay. Mall cops. To be fair, no. Okay, Take to be seriously. fair though,
1: Segways got a bad rep. I remember when I was a kid and I saw ads for Segway's and they looked like the coolest shit ever. And then those Swegway's came into into yeah. fashion, where it's yeah. the tiny ones that don't have the thing you hold on to. Yeah. Um,
0: and Death that traps. gave them up. Yeah.
1: Death Traps. And it gave them a bad name because I firmly believed that Segways were really cool.
0: Is this... I, I, I I feel like this replicates the dynamic between scooters and skateboards.
2: All right, hot take alert. Jesus. You, you know, you, you know, you know what I mean. Like, it's like no, you make a good point. actually.
0: Yeah, like, like the people who use skateboards, are like, yeah, we're the cool kids who who have skateboards, and they're like looking down on the kids who who ride scooters around everywhere, and then it's like, yeah. and and scooters have handles, get as well. Skateboards don't. Okay, it's to
1: be fair, that is actually a very good connection that you've made that I wouldn't have thought of. It's exactly so. the same.
0: It just replicated it all over again. It's like the the yeah. 80s or 90s or whenever that imaginary war that probably never happened (laughs) but I like to imagine happened happened. you imagine happened, yeah
1: (laughs) I mean but but yeah, you make a good point and I feel like it's a similar kind of tarnishing of the the reputation because like, well I don't know if if, uh, scooters came before skateboards, (laughs) let's say for the sake of argument that they did, right then it is a situation of like, yeah well then all the skateboard kids came in and ruined the scene for the rest of us yeah. um and and i just oh you can probably hear my cat meowing by the way um oh. i just oh he's yelling wow
0: is, um, your, is your cat a skateboarder
1: or, or, or a scooter my cat would exclusively ride scooters um and i firmly believe that wow uh and if if, if anybody listening if your pet uh rides skateboards please stop listening to the podcast thank you <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway um yeah, that's all I had to say on that. I just believe the segways are cooler than people give them credit for. They are. Um, or at least they used to be. I don't know if they still are, but they, they were when I, when I was younger.
2: So. I, d- I don't think there will ever be a scenario where I will ride a segway.
1: Oh, if I get the opportunity, I'm taking it. You're I
2: know, re- but when is that? When the hell is that You're, <laughs> you're really, really
0: not... narrowing When the Segway man appears and <laughs> hands like, me one. I'm not a
2: patrolman in, like, Hong Kong who goes... When, when, when you meet
0: Kevin James and he says, yeah. you have now met me, Kevin James. Here, hey, ride Jay, the yeah. Segway with me.
1: <laughs> exactly. And then I'll be like, wow. Like, you know, those 80s video game ads where the kids go, wow. Yeah. In, like, like, response to, like, the graphics or something when they're that it's just, like, shitty 8-bit eight eight bit graphics, and they're like, Wow! That'll be me. That'll be me with the, the segue. That's
2: me with wow! The <laughs> you know.
1: That'll be me. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, thank you, Hunter, for that email. Next. Thank um, you, Hunter, for that email. Who wants to read this next
2: this, one? This next one is from Trav, and Trav says, I had to go with an American werewolf in Paris. Sporting a whopping 2.2 average on Letterboxd, I would... Not be shocked if I am alone in the universe to derive joy out of it. This 90s sequel to the beloved classic pulls every red flag in the book. Opting for CGI instead of practical effects, cashing in on current trends and instantly dating itself by shoehorning in an extreme sports angle, a person bungee jumping from the Eiffel Tower to save a stranger from taking their life is a thing that happens. frantic editing, breakneck pacing, and a story that is all over the place tonally. It's a film that shouldn't work on any level, and yet... And yet, I kind of love it. With a gun to my head, I think I prefer it to the original. It has this fever dream quality to it that may or may not have been (laughs) intentional, but all the same resulted in a very memorable and engaging viewing experience. It is messy, it is dated, and... Uh, but it's also one of the most wildly entertaining werewolf films i've had the pleasure of watching hell yeah mm. that is
1: that is very good mm. um i love the idea of somebody bu- i haven't seen this movie but the idea of somebody bungee like, jumping from it, the eiffel I, tower it, to I, save I a stranger from the taking context, their life
2: how that fits into like this horror <laughs> comedy film yeah. yeah so the larger <laughs> narrative well, uh, is like oops so, got to go <laughs> uh, eiffel tower is a must and i don't know bungee jumping to yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, why? Why? Why is a guy? Why is Kevin James segueing no, off the top? You've got of so much to, to live for. We've got to save <laughs> him. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> How is anyone going to get a segue if you're gone?
0: Uh, that is <laughs> that 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 is the definition of fever dream. Like the image of Ke- uh-huh. Kevin James plummeting <laughs> off the uh, the top of I of well, the but in my power. head.
1: In my head I see him doing like a Looney Tunes like he yeah, goes yeah, off the yeah. side but he doesn't fall down. and he holds
2: up a sign that yeah. says Yelp <laughs> and then he falls. Exactly, yeah, yeah. but he has to look
1: both ways and realise he's in the air. Gulp, hold the sign up and then he starts to fall and then somebody bungee jumps to come and save him. That's that's the mental image I've got in my head right now and it's uh, <laughs> well. It's an uh, interesting
0: they're, one. They're opting for CGI instead of practical effects so I think it's quite an attainable <laughs> yeah. set piece for a film that
1: that is true. Although to be fair, I want to see that uh, practical instead. I like. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I want to see Kevin James plummet off the top of the for real. I mean, yeah.
1: I mean, it just you can't be beat. My cat is the Kevin James screaming fan. Right right now. Has logged on. I know that this is going to be a yeah. the background. <laughs> yeah. I'm just. I would. I would. But okay. I want to clarify this because you could hear my cat meowing in the in the previous episode he's not being abused he he what he does is he's learned that um people find his yelling annoying and so what he's learned (laughs) is that he comes outside of my, my room and he and he yells and he keeps screaming um until somebody goes to pet him because he realizes he can do that because people get so annoyed they go and pet him but then he that like proves that it works. So he he just screams until only that's
0: Le- Levi. Him. Your cat meowing does not make me think that you've abused it. If your cat barked, <laughs> I like, then I would think. I feel like you're <laughs> that cumbers- you're you're then it. yeah there would be sense. This some is concerns. like a double bluff and you're actually
2: holding this cat hostage and it's not even your cat. Well,
1: okay, yeah, but to be fair, if I was holding my cat hostage, the the like The the (laughs) oh my god he won't stop the the like the excuse that I come up with would not be he's learnt how to scream until somebody pets him like that would came up with would would be he's full of soup he's full of I mean he is so full of soup the meow will not stop so I'm sorry if you can hear that in the background it's very distracting but it's just (laughs) anyway anyway we've got one more email that I'm going to read um
0: yeah
1: and it's it's from Luke uh and so Luke writes hey everyone. Uh, Quite possibly the most essential piece of so bad it's good cinema has to be Tommy Wiseau's The Room. I watched it in the server quite a few months back, and it was an absolute bundle of fun, including, but not limited to, football tuxedos, a doggy, a water bottle, and a lot of underwater sex. I hope Levi remembers this and can explain (laughs) it, or I will sound insane. From a long-time listener, Luke. Um,
2: I don't remember the underwater sex. What am I missing there?
1: Yeah, so... So, yeah, so basically when we watched The Room in the, in the, in the Letterbox server, which was a wonderful time, um, we watched a YouTube upload of it, um, uh, which I thought would be completely fine. But because it's okay. YouTube, they couldn't show the sex scenes. And so the way that they got around this, the, the people who uploaded it, was they created this strange oh. underwater effect where <laughs> the screen was blurred out and the audio was, was muffled, um, but it still sounded bubbly. As though, as though that they were just underwater, and we didn't even realize that this wasn't part of the movie as until there was like there, there was like a good like ten minute stretch of just like this weird That's like amazing. bubbly underwater effect, um, and so I still have yet to see the film. Honestly, that sounds, uh, that sounds better, uh, which I will eventually because
2: Final you know. Cut Pro bubble <laughs> filter overlaid over thirty minutes of the yeah, run. yeah
1: them. it was exactly it was. Because the thing is, like, surely they could have blacked the screen out or put, like, a sign up or just muted the audio, but they had to, like, do this very specific (laughs) thing to make it, to make it, like, underwater, like, to give people entertainment in the means. Like, I don't know what the purpose was, Um, but it just, it was very, very funny. Um, And I completely agree with Luke that that the room is, is, it truly transcends bad to good. So it is quintessentially so bad it's good. Um, Yeah. Like, I, you know, I respect people who hate that movie, but I just, I can't agree. It's so earnest in how bad it is that it becomes good in my mind.
0: Yeah. Well, but then it's also earnestly trying to be good as yeah, well. Yeah, there has been, part like, of some backpedaling the, there's some back part of the wise
2: in the past few yeah. years saying, like, oh, no, it was always meant to be a comedy. Yeah. And I haven't just made a terrible <laughs> movie and I had no, no it real filming <laughs> experience. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so sorry buddy it like you can tell he's being uh, and that's kind of why i love it so much because i think i think like it it, it would be a stretch to say art is about honesty mm. because it very rarely is it but when you when you come across a piece of art that is so so honest um to how a person feels it it does it really does strike something beautiful um and you know the room in every conceivable way is a terrible movie and yet Something about mm. it is just so compelling and so so beautiful in how just he's really trying his best here, yeah. um, and 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 the fact that his best can be so bad is kind of impressive in a way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just
0: <laughs> I love that. That obviously is a compliment, but it's so backhanded. It sounded like the <laughs> <It's>... worst <laughs> roast. <ever>. I know, <laughs> and and
1: I know it's mean to say, but yeah. it's just you watch that film and it's just like it seems like he's putting in no effort and mm. yet you know that he is. It's awe-inspiring. It, it really, really is. is. Like, it's impressive how, how poorly somebody can do while trying so hard. And 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 also to be... I don't want to harp on this too much, but also because I know people have talked about this infinitely, but how how earnestly strange he can be. Like, the football tuxedos that Luke mentions. They they all put on tuxedos and they go outside and they play football. Um, or they throw a football around, rather. They don't play football. Um... And then they go back inside and there was no there's no clarification for why they're wearing tuxedos, like what the what the the purpose of that was, like why they dressed up. And I, and I think he's even been asked about it. And then like he hasn't given a good answer for it. It was just like, well, I think maybe somebody said it was like a cut scene or something, but just it's so impressive how strange he can manage to be. Well, well, like also being so emotionally honest. I don't know. It's just it's incredible.
0: I feel like that that appeals to the, the, I was the gonna uh, say, David yeah. Lynch fan in me though. But I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, what was the what? I'm trying to remember the uh, the uh, one of the officers in Twin Peaks in season two is wearing a really. oven <laughs> glove, I think, in one of the one of the scenes <laughs> for no reason, and David Lynch yeah. basically apparently just said. Just love wear, that. Wear an oven glove. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which love is that. exactly the same vibe as
1: the, that. And, and it's really interesting, actually, how, how thin the line is between Tommy Wiseau and David Lynch. They're, bo- they're both very eccentric. Um, for a brief moment, they had very similar hair oh, when yeah. David was growing out his hair um, briefly during the, the lockdown. Um, and, and they're both very eccentric and have these very specific wants. But for some reason, with David Lynch, it just kind of turns out to be great, and everyone accepts it's great. Um, and, and like also what's interesting is that um, his editing is often David Lynch's is often kind of messy um, like I think about uh, Twin Peaks season 3 where there's there, there's specifically this one shot where they just use this PNG yeah. of Major Briggs' head <laughs> floating. Um, in a cage yeah. and yeah. it's just clearly a PNG <laughs> yeah. that they've just pasted on there um, and, and I think David Lynch did oh, that 100%. himself like I'm pretty sure he edited that himself um, <laughs> and it, it's just really funny to me how like I don't know. On one hand, it proves that you don't need amazing, perfect, you know, impeccable editing to make a good, uh, to make a good film. But at the same time, it also kind of shows that like, I don't know. He he's he's a messy he's a messy director, um, but it just somehow works. And I guess with Tommy Wiseau, I think it works too, just not in the mm-hmm. way that maybe was intended.
0: And the underwater effect works as well. <laughs> yeah, the so underwater thing with the terrible incredible incredible. editing of the rest of the film. <laughs>
1: yeah, now they don't need to watch Tommy Wiseau awkwardly fuck. So it's kind of, you know, it's a bit of a win-win <laughs> in that situation. Um, so thank you, everybody, for the emails. Um, I did, we did not answer all of them as we have in the past couple episodes. Um, we got, we got a, a good amount of emails, and I had to, to just leave out a few. Uh, rest assured that I read all of them, and I thought they were all wonderful, um, and I really appreciated them. For some reason, this, this uh, topic just had a lot of people saying a lot. Like, a lot of the emails were quite long. So it just wasn't feasible to to answer them all. But thank you all for for sending in emails anyway. It was it's much appreciated, and I loved reading through them.
2: Hmm.
1: So now it's time for our second segment, where we I mean, before we do anything, we pick random instruments for Jack to write a song with. <laughs> it's your so turn. Matthew, it's your turn. Oh, babe. do I, I need I... to start it off? I wasn't prepared though. <laughs>
0: I gave all well, three. About- I gave all three of the instruments on all. The, wait, no, two of the instruments and the genre last time. So you've <laughs> that done. is true. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. Why don't you, Jack? Why don't you do like a kind of like a Spanish okay. style guitar?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, flamenco. flamenco you know? guitar. Yeah. Go F- on. T. I'm listening.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. With, with a xylophone. Uh, okay. With a xylophone. That sounds nice. Okay. That's good.
2: That sounds a lot better than the I first one. Like yeah. Okay. And well, that would be calming. Uh, listen to this. Yeah. <laughs>
1: nice. Listen to this, everybody.
2: Well, now that that's fine, that's fine and good,
0: yeah. Yeah, just a quick <laughs> that quick, was really just, good, ju- Jack. Ju- wow. just, just a quick aside, how confusing is it, right? This has always irked me. This is a really specific and very topical thing for a film podcast to be talking about, but that's always okay. Glockenspiels and xylophones. Are you really telling me that the <laughs> Glockenspiel is the metal one and the xylophone yeah. is the wood one?
1: I love how it, incensed you sound it, about this. It makes sense. Are you no telling me
0: sense. how wooden does Glockenspiel sound as a word? And how I it, mean that, it says phone in it. It's obviously like metally something, you know? Like it's just these these words are supposed to be for the opposite things. It's yeah, wrong.
1: I do I do kind of hear your point, but also Glockenspiel just sounds so funny to me. It sounds like <laughs> you know when people do the like the uh flamboyant German man accent, yeah. uh, that just sounds like the perfect like
0: Oh, glockenspiel glockenspiel glockenspiel, glockenspiel. that's like, all i
1: can hear it like it doesn't sound like a real thing yeah and then xylophone <laughs> xy- just xylophone. sounds a bit lame really yeah. like who who earnestly thinks about xy- okay no, ha- te- no. both of we'll you go around, go around the the, room. the, the virtual room yeah. yeah tell tell me when was the last time before today you thought about Probably. the xylophone
0: um
1: you start jack because you're at the top I mean, of the, the I, room
2: uh, Probably like a few days ago. I'm sorry. Tell me the context. I'm when did you mad. think about xylophones I'm, recently? I'm
0: xylophone mad. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Levi in, in a podcast with two musicians. <laughs> <laughs> listen,
1: listen. You can be a musician and you can think shit about xylophones. I just, I just don't believe that Jack has been earnestly thinking about xylophones recently. Jack. Give me the context of when you last thought about xylophone.
2: I make music a lot. As you can tell by the, the, the sheer amount of trashy jingles that I make for this podcast.
1: They're not trashy. They're wonderful. But and, uh, but I, I understand a that. A
2: xylophone. <laughs> All right, here's my hot music take. You can pretty much okay. put a xylophone in any song and it'll sound good. And I'm going to
0: stick with that. I agree. I agree. Okay. It's the high, re- high okay. register
2: of notes. It's nice. It's twinkly. You can use it in any context. It's a great instrument. Four days ago, I probably played a xylophone really uh-huh. wow
0: that's <laughs> inspiring i've i've oh not played God. it i've not played a xylophone for years but you haven't lived wow well. <laughs> i used to play it a lot you know that's kind of okay expert back in the day
1: thinking about it i will i will say actually that i think oingo boingo uses some some xylophones it might be a marimba <laughs> what what's the, what's the marimba take in this in this room then. Uh,
2: marimba softer tone. Uh, it's more of a war- warmer <laughs> presence. It's very nice. Good for tropical sort of soundscapes. Very calming.
0: Okay. Good meditative. Sort okay, of-
1: Matty, how does it fit into uh, your your divide with xylophone, glockenspiel?
0: Um,
1: Where's marimba fallen into that?
0: Is that the, the marimba is like the big boy, isn't it?
1: It's like the big yeah the big wooden big one. Wooden the big boy. wooden one.
0: I mean, it, yeah. it it feels like more of a fitting name for a wooden instrument than a xylophone. It so, does sound right. So but... it's so it's more at home with me. I just wanna take us a minute though. I find it hilarious, Jack, that when asked your thoughts then you turned into your letterboxed reviews <laughs> <from use> voice. <laughs> I, if I'm reviewing instruments, Softed I'm gonna, tone, I'm, gonna um, I'm
2: gonna you know, I'm gonna do it properly. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna piss about with Marimbas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that
1: it's fucking serious business with Marimbas. I've got this picture here of Danny Elfman playing the marimba uh, this was at the ritz in 1985 and they're playing gray matter um and he's just having such a good time like if mm. you look at his face here oh, he's yeah. just he's going crazy it, it kind of looks like he's holding the saxophone that's on the floor in the background um, <laughs> but i think he's just whacking down on the on the marimba um
0: not with and, the saxophone
1: no well maybe with like because it has to be a comically small saxophone um, <laughs> because of the uh uh because of like the distance in the background. Um, but yeah, I just I like this picture because he looks like he's having a really good time. Um, yeah. he's smiling, and then there's I think that's uh, John Avila in the background, and he's he's focusing a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Precision marimba playing. Yeah, exactly.
1: Anyway, we we've gone on this this um, what what kind of instrument do you call marimba xylophone etc. Like uh, what what genre of instrument is it?
0: Um, like, because, well, it's percussion
2: technically it's isn't like it? Like a not? percussion instrument, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, we've gone on this percussion um, tangent a bit too long, so now it's time for the segment that Jack already wrote a theme song for that played already, question mark, or or is it going to play now?
2: We are in the thing now.
1: So this is the segment where we talk about movies we love. So we've each brought a movie to the table that sometimes relates to the theme. In this instance, it actually does for me. I don't know about you guys. I assume it does. of course. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I. I. I usually don't because I. I just uh, because as I've said before I try to find movies that neither of you guys have seen to talk about. But just because Jack has seen so many dang films, it it is getting more difficult to to like relate to the theme. Anyway, I've got one for this theme. Who wants to go first and talk about a movie?
0: You sound really, really excited. Yeah. I, <laughs> I vote <laughs> I, I vote well, Levi.
1: Okay, I'll go first. And just to say, I'm not like more excited about this film than I am about any other particular one. I'm just really glad I managed to find a film that Jack hasn't seen that relates to this. Um, because, and also you too, Matty, because you've seen a lot more films than I have. Um, but just Jack has seen so many that it usually I know, when yeah. I try and find a film that's like good for this, it just, yeah, it doesn't work out. But anyway, I've got one. So, since our theme today is terrible movies we'd love, uh, or we, not we'd love, we love, love, we do love them. Um, I'd like to talk about a little movie called Last Action Hero. What oh, do you guys know about this is film? Is that a bad I've movie? Is it. that
2: meant to be a bad movie? I thought that was like relatively critically acclaimed.
1: No, pe- people... The, the, the reviews are pretty mixed. People on Letterboxd seem to like it, but it, it definitely has got some mixed, oh, okay. mixed reviews from people. Mm. Um, so, it's a classic Schwarzenegger jam about a kid who gets transported into an action movie. Uh, it's from the same director as Die Hard and Predator. Um, so I, I run a film club in another server and we recently did uh, a similar theme. I think it was called, I never said it was good. Um, and so I watched a film as, as part as the film club pick over there. Um, so yeah, as I said, the ratings for this movie are pretty mixed. Uh, Although the top letterbox reviews are pretty positive. I have seen some, some, uh, some hatred for it. Uh, Um, and I think, I don't, I don't know how well received it was at the time. I'd need to look into that, which I haven't, um, So, um, I genuinely don't understand how anyone could not enjoy this film. Um, The first half is like an all-out action film. We have the annoying kid protagonist, reminiscent of John Connor in Terminator 2, who is like one of my most hated movie characters of all time. Like, I just find John Connor in Terminator 2 so annoying.
0: Me too! Um,
1: Yes, I'm glad you agree with me on this.
0: Yeah! Oh, man. (laughs) He's just
1: so fucking annoying. Like, And it really detracts from the fact that the film is really fun and a good movie. It's just it, oh, it's so annoying. I just anyway, think, I just think
0: <laughs> that's, like, that's what my <laughs> yeah. brain goes to. When I think. Yeah.
1: Um, so very similar annoying kid protagonist. Um, although actually strikingly less annoying. Still annoying. Just a bit less annoying. Um, there's a ton of cheesy one-liners and puns. There's some absolutely ridiculous stunts one after another. Um, all while being strikingly self-aware. Um, The first half of this movie alone deserves merit for being just a fun, campy action film. Uh, The second half of the film, though, is a very strange, metafictional rabbit hole, where the character from the movie within the movie, Jack Slater, enters the real world, goes to the premiere of his movie, where Arnold Schwarzenegger himself is there, (laughs) along with a coast of split-second celebrity cameos, where they all play themselves. Um, And then he has a crisis when he realizes his entire life has been made up. God. Um, It never takes itself too seriously, but but it has some really interesting emotional beats, and at its core it's just really, really fun. Um, I don't think any other director would feasibly be able to pull this off, but it's clear that McTiernan really loves action movies, and cinema as a whole, and wanted to create an ode to that. Um, you know that's something I can wholeheartedly respect, um, and also I firmly believe that any movie where an actor plays themselves is good, and it's even better when that same actor plays a character and then meets themselves. <laughs> Check it out, it's good. Yeah. It's really good. The great.
0: cast, the cast is absolutely fascinating. <laughs> <too>. it's, <laughs> it's a really funny
1: cast list because, like, most of them just show up for a single second in the background. Um, I mean, the ones like, like I, I see it as a, as a. Um, as a credit on people's page, and I'm like, they were in that? I didn't see them. And it's because they're just in the background. For a s- like, like it was Danny DeVito I saw recently. It was just like, Danny DeVito is in that movie somewhere, and I did not spot him, and I, I'm kind of hitting myself for it. I
2: wish I did MC Hammer just, is credited yeah, yeah, so like, high up, like,
0: and I. It's like Ian, Ian yeah. McKellen and MC Hammer star. Like, 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 yeah. <laughs> art, uh, you, go, you go
2: from F. Murray Abraham
0: to yeah. Jim
2: Belushi. <laughs> Tina yeah. Turner oh man yeah definitely you to just take it
0: from Jim Belushi to Chevy Chase that seems yeah, <laughs> <safe>. <laughs> oh, yeah and Chase, very I didn't reusable. see him either
2: Jean-Claude Van Damme it's really funny jeez Chevy Chase wow oh, okay yeah sold yeah, sold it's a it's, it's a it's a it's a, I, it's a very fun it movie. says and, and
0: bill, it says bill clinton's in it oh my god it, 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 <laughs> i it, did I, not it, spot it, that i will it, say it, 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 it doesn't say bill clinton's in it but you believed oh, okay. me yes yeah, i did, which yes, I did believe you man. because i fully i fully believed that
1: you know maybe he'd be in there yeah <laughs> that's
0: there it we go. Um, uh, yeah
1: really good i i highly recommend it it's it's a fun time and and, and again it's like I, I firmly believe you guys would probably enjoy it just because it seems like the kind of thing that the critics maybe at the time yeah. weren't into, um, but people have kind of come around mm. on it recently. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it's probably the best Schwarzenegger action film I've seen. Um, you know, it's may- maybe not like the highest quality in terms of just like movie, you know, like, you know, insane, insane, like artistic talent, but it's just, it's really good.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing. I am going to sit on watch and re watch list it <laughs> so, so it goes to the top. <laughs> <so laughs> so <it's>, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, towards the top.
1: Um, yeah, so, so that's, that's my movie. What about you guys? Who's next?
0: Jack, would you like to show? Sure.
2: <clears throat> is it a bad film or is it just a little misguided? We're used to a certain level of competency when it comes to filmmaking a certain look, a certain feel, a certain professionalism then we get films like The Room, as we mentioned earlier from Tommy Wiseau, that miss the mark so much that they become their own special thing. The film I want to talk about today is Fight of Fury from 2020, directed by shuni B. Written by shuni B and produced by Shuny B, it stars shuni <laughs> B. So, Who would have thought? Wow. So, so bad it's good doesn't quite cover it. A Nepalese citizen who moved to L.A. to run a martial arts gym, Shuny B himself writes, directs, edits, choreographs, produces, stars, caters, and tackles every facet of filmmaking in this bizarre Bruce Lee-style martial arts rip-off. The unprofessional acting, the terrible editing, and overdub dialogue. The amateur fight scenes that are definitely just using students from this guy's irl martial arts gym as extras (laughs) because pretty much all of the fight scenes take place in his gym despite being a film about sex trafficking in outer los angeles it's a terrible film a fantastic experience i think on my letterbox review i said it's a five star uh, five star experience for a one star film there's nothing quite like it
0: wow I'm just this looking looks... at the poster right <laughs> now <laughs> As with a lot of the movies that you recommend yeah, yeah. Jack uh I am looking at the poster yeah, and just... I think the po- the poster <laughs> really uh, good. the
1: poster <laughs> is what <laughs> <laughs>
2: sold it on me and the the swarm yeah. of uh five star reviews from some of like the people I follow who have yeah. good taste in martial arts cinema I
1: I just I don't want to harp on the poster too much but I can't I can't quite zoom in but it looks like the guy in the background is kind of strung up on spider webs I think that's I think My, that's no. I think that's <laughs> I to, think be, about, uh, to be broken whole...
2: glass yeah, it's supposed oh. to be like, a, like like
0: a flying kick through a window, isn't it? Oh, I see. Okay, but it looks <laughs> like he's strung up on spiderwebs. I wish. <laughs>
1: like he's but got caught in a big old, big human-sized the, web.
0: The, the, the fight of fury is referencing the struggle that a fly goes through to try and get out <laughs> yeah, of a spiderweb. Exactly. <laughs> but then he's
1: also he's also on the front, um, and he's like. He looks like he's got, like, a bit of a dad bod. I don't oh, know. this is an old
2: dude. This is, like, he must be, He'd, like, mid 4 pushing Yeah, he's got, he's like, dumpy 50. old
1: man body. Like, old man rip. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I I, he's like, I really like that. He's,
0: like, posed sideways and put the tile as big as possible over <laughs> his body to try to hide the fact that he's got a an
1: <laughs> Yeah, that is true. He's, he has kind of covered himself up there, but... but I, yeah, this sounds really awesome, Jack. I'm gonna put this on my watch list. I love it.
0: I love that slogan. <laughs> Shuni B gives it his all to stop human trafficking. <laughs> gotta give it your all. That makes I, me want to watch the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm glad somebody's on the case. Finally, because, uh,
1: you know, God oh. God knows the you know our our government agencies haven't been doing anything about it. I think Shuni B needs to step in and uh, and see what he can do about it.
2: <laughs> <sighs> Matty, what, yes, what we got.
0: Um. So my my film is uh, <laughs> you've heard of acclaimed actresses Felicity Jones and Kira Knightley before, haven't you? Yes. Sure. Um, how would you like to watch a film from 1996 Sounds... starring them as wee whipp-whippersnappers, we whipper snappers? We um, whipper <laughs> snappers. Seeking seeking treasure. Yes. That's does that sound ap- appealing? Yes. Well, yeah. then you should watch 1996's. The treasure seekers. Oh, now the treasure seekers. Should, <laughs> That's should, descriptive. Should should you watch it? Yes. As I've just said, you should. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe not. However, there are milk memes in it. Whoa, what? Um, there's there, there there is a line in that film that will forever go down in history. Um, of of a little snooty boy saying it's time for his morning milk, and then and then leaving the room, just mic drop. <laughs> he says it's time for his morning milk, and he walks out. And it is without a doubt. My favourite line of dialogue in any film ever, Um, and so basically, it's um, it's. I mean, I'll read the uh, the synopsis is very very uh, wholesome. It's five motherless children with the help of a famous doctor are determined to save their financially strapped father. So it's basically just a bunch of kids like digging through very large gardens <laughs> to try and find tr- treasure, just oh, wow. <laughs> to to to, to yeah. get their dad out of a out of a yeah uh, whatever with his with his business and 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 it's it's really not that deep, but it's just absolutely hilariously terrible. It's one of those straight to video sort of BBC yeah. style, but not BBC yeah. uh, standard, uh, from <laughs> <laughs> Just looking <laughs> at the poster again, it's
2: got yeah. that straight to video and kind it of is feel.
0: It's glorious. Absolutely it's, hilarious. It's
2: <laughs> from a studio in the UK called Tetra Films, and they only put out two films ever, and that makes sense. Oh, my God.
1: And the other one is uh, The Canterville Ghost. Yep. <laughs> which actually has a kind of cool poster. It's got, like, some dude looking down like, like he took a bad
2: selfie like in the background. It's like Headmaster vibes. Yeah.
0: I, see, what I've tried... I'm, I've never figured it out. I watched this a few years ago. I've never figured out... Kira Knightley is... You'd say from the poster is the star of the film. Sure. Right? She's yeah, called so. her, her her character name is the princess, okay. and she's in the film for about a minute or two what? minutes. <laughs> and She has a German accent. What? She shows up in a garden Obviously, somewhere. They have a brief exchange, and then they never speak to her again in what? the whole film. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> Why but, is she so but, prominent which, on the poster? Which, then? Well, well, this is the thing. Or is big. she just My like fifty is,
2: foot tall? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kira knightley is just a very large human being <laughs> no um I, I kind of thought oh well it's Kira knightley bankable name but then it's like it's 1996 she's like th- she's like 13 yeah. years old or something yeah.
1: <laughs> was it just like a weird contract contractual thing where it was just like if... yeah she'll be in your film but she has to be big on the poster <laughs> bigger than everyone else
0: yeah i i i don't know but <laughs> listen she was born to play the princess I it's just kind of it. terrifying
1: that she's watching over everybody else, who are like little little <laughs> puppet people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it does it does look a bit disturbing. <laughs> like yeah, she's looming over, and she looks like the Vader figure in the background of a Star yeah. Wars yeah, poster. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's very, very strange. But this this actually sounds really funny. I like that. I'm glad that you guys pulled it out with deep cuts for this because yeah. um, <laughs> I'm, it's I'm, time I've for my I've I've milk I've, to buy. I've never
2: laughed harder watching so bad <laughs> as
0: good films than this.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I just have to say, I know this is a bit of a tangent, but um, that, that milk thing reminded me. Have you guys seen the, the Minute Maid Robert Lozier commercial? I no. do not believe so. All right. I'm going to put this in the thing and we're going to press play at the same time and watch this together.
2: Okay. <laughs> you, just, you, just, okay. you just need
1: to see it. it the, the YouTube upload uh, is called yeah, Whoa, yeah. Robert Lozier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, count me down. Yeah. You ready, Matty? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, play try some new minute made orange tangerine it's got calcium calcium and i'm not drinking it
0: oh no it's sweet you'll like it
2: i don't believe you
0: well then who would you believe
2: i don't know robert (laughs) loja Oh,
1: Robert Loja! Billy. <laughs> Billy,
0: new Minute Maid orange tangerine tastes great. This got as much calcium oh, man. as milk.
2: If you say so, Mr. Loja. Yeah, yeah. This is great. Enjoy
0: your breakfast. <laughs> new Minute
2: Maid orange
1: tangerine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just Mr. Loja. <laughs> like the fact that this kid would just would like off the top of his head be like, Yeah, I don't believe <laughs> you. I would believe Robert Loja. <laughs> like, like, what has he been watching that, that like? brought that up um but it's also then robert loger when he goes yeah and then they i don't know if you guys heard it but they put it in at the end again like they repeat it so he goes yeah Billy, oh. I,
0: <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't expect that this would be where the narrative from the first episode of, of our Orange uh, <laughs> Orange Juice. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, this is where Ro- where where Orange
1: Juice comes to die. It's oh, the dear, it's the Robert Lozier minute made commercial where this this weird, I'm gonna guess Canadian kid. I don't know something about him feels Canadian. Um, is. Uh, i'm assuming jackie can you you can probably this is like very old i'm assuming you can just play the audio i was 100 percent just gonna play the audio because yeah. who the hell is ever <laughs> the, gonna this, find uh, us
2: from the minute maid uh, yeah <laughs> the, yeah minute maid <laughs> might
1: come for us and and but just uh, there's just something so perfect about the way he's just like he's just like i don't know robert Lozier, <laughs> like if i can Wait. i'd listen to him about my orange juice <laughs>
0: it's unfortunate that no one's gonna be able to say it but the, the mum's face of like she's in on it, she's so in on it like somehow she yeah. knew her child was gonna want Robert Lozier and she yeah, kind exactly. of she kind of smugly looks towards the door as he comes yeah. in
1: <laughs> like, um Mr. Lozier, come on in <laughs> it's uh, just and, but just also the acting chops on this kid the way that he's like, I don't believe you <laughs> like you just sound so emotional, like just oh. Give him the a, Oscar. A, yeah, I just I I'm sorry to detract from your from your recommendation. I just I that immediately came to mind when when the the morning milk line. <laughs> it's, just it's for com- some reason, it's just com- so complete, completely
0: completely brand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's really good. Um. So anyway, we uh, that that is that segment, and now we've got one final segment, uh, and it's called this week in Letterboxd, and so jack i'd like some slap bass always <laughs> All
0: right. that was
1: really good jack thanks for that slap <laughs> yeah bass yeah
0: cheers thank you um
1: so this is this week in letterboxd where we talk about uh letterboxd i guess because like i don't know I guess to be fair this podcast isn't really about letterbox, it's about movies. So this segment is about letterboxed. Mm. Yeah, guess, I kinda
0: it. yeah, I guess you so. Know. Um what, what's happened this week in Letterboxd for you guys? Uh,
1: well there's a dog barking outside. That's all I all I can really I wa- comment wait, on. How about you guys?
2: Uh I watched some movies and then logged them on Letterboxed. I yeah. highly doubt that.
0: <laughs> I, w- I watched I watched a movie and then didn't log it. On Letterboxd. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I watched a that.
1: movie and then I went outside and I just I just I went for a nice walk and I didn't go on the the website to immediately write down the fact that I'd watched it. Um, do you know,
0: yeah. Do you know what the th- the thing I want to talk about right now about this week in Letterboxd is this week on Letterboxd I'm discovering that it is incredibly difficult to be on Letterbox in comparison to when we were all stuck inside all day doing nothing.
1: Yeah, that is true.
0: I um, I I, str- I am struggling. Like, I think anyone who's like seen the uh, the reviews that I'll share or whatever in the in the livebox Discord will will notice that the watch day and the log day are <laughs> slowly further, further yeah, away yeah. in every review I post. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a struggle. I'm kind
1: of yeah. I'm kind of having a similar thing where like, but it, it's it's less the fact that I don't have time to write reviews and more the fact that like. I've just... Well, well because, so I started on Letterboxd a couple of years ago now. It's been a while. Um, and when I started, I had just come from, like, writing... I was writing Steam reviews for games, um and they weren't great. um And, like, I've developed my writing a lot since I started writing reviews on Letterboxd. Um, mm. And so, like, at first, I was kind of writing as though I was introducing somebody to the film. But, but I was writing reviews for, like, Godzilla and stuff, and so it was, like... I think anybody is reading this, yeah. like, unaware of what Godzilla is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so as time has gone on, my reviews have just become less and less detailed because I just, I, I mean, I've always used Letterboxd for myself. It's never been as though, like, I, you know, people, people are necessarily going to read my reviews. I'm, I'm glad that I do get a few people reading my reviews. Um, but as time has gone on, I've realized that there's kind of less point writing extended reviews when I'm doing this all for myself. Um, and I've kind of reverted back to the the thing that everybody hates on Letterbox, which is the one-liners or like very 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 brief reviews. Um, yeah. And i have also kind of I'm going back and editing my old reviews because I'm really embarrassed by how bad they are.
0: Oh, um, okay, interesting. <laughs> I, I that that that's a topic I want to touch on. Do you think that that's something that you should or should not do?
1: I well, it's it's di- well, okay. First of all, it depends on how you use Letterbox because everybody yeah. uses it differently. Um, and I do feel a bit weird about it because i've always wanted to use it as a diary and so mm. by editing old reviews i'm kind of tainting my original feelings yeah. on a movie mm. yeah. but on the other hand you know i have a lot of friends that i follow in letterbox and that follow me back and when they go to a page they will see my review mm. and so while i like the idea of having my instant first thoughts like scroll down on letterbox and i can go back and see <clears throat> Exactly how I felt, like, right after the movie was done. At the same time, I'm aware of the fact that people who I respect can go to a page on Letterboxd and read, like, a terrible review that I wrote a couple of years ago that I don't really want people to read anymore. If that mm. makes sense.
2: Uh, yeah, I guess so. I... I've been on this site for nearly a decade now and all of my reviews are still <laughs> up. Like, I got someone... Someone liked a review from 2013 the other day and I was like, "Wow!" I have not thought wow. about Dead Space Downfall from 2008 <laughs> in about 10 years. And oh my God. it's interesting to go back and be like, oh, in... Nearly ten years ago, I went through a phase of watching video game animated adaptations, and <laughs> I didn't think it was very good. And I probably wouldn't think it was very good now, but like, yeah, I I, I think the only time uh, my first ever review on that box was uh twenty ninth of August two thousand thirteen, and I think I edited wow. it a couple of years ago because it's meant to say not as funny as I remember, <laughs> <laughs> and it said not as funny Sorry. as a remember. And I was like, "Oh, well, that was." So you fixed a so typo. So I fixed a typo yeah. uh, for Team America: World Police.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does actually sound about right. To be fair, yeah, um, I I do respect that, and I think well, I think also the difference is probably that you probably have better writing talent than I do, or at least did not as funny a couple as of years ago. I remember. That's not, <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> not as funny as I remember. Ten out of ten review. Um, but it's just you know I I've kind of letterbox has been a way partially for me to develop my my own writing about about Mm. media um and I've gotten a lot better at it and I've kind of I've shifted my focus of writing kind of extended things over to doing like YouTube stuff and and more extended articles as well um and so that just you know it it feels bad having like a review up that is just terrible that just like just gives a bad impression of me is is all I Uh,
2: I kind of think about but yeah, yeah, but it's I, interesting I, I, to go back and like some of these films I've seen so many times and like thinking about what I thought about the film in 2015 or something and then what I thought about it when I rewatched it yeah. and seeing the difference. Yeah,
1: and, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and, and and that's kind of the line I'm trying to walk when I'm uh, rewriting reviews because obviously a lot of these films I haven't yet rewatched watched um, that I'm like rewriting reviews for. So what, I, what, I, what I've been doing pretty much is just taking what I wrote and compressing it down into its essentials uh, in a way that's kind of more like a bullet point list than it is an extended review. Mm. That way I still have the kind of feelings that I had about the film written down, um, but I just don't have the kind of extended writing that isn't very good. Okay, give me a
2: number between 1 and 156. (laughs)
1: Uh, Okay, I'm going to say 67.
2: Because that is the amount of pages I have of reviews.
1: Oh my and God! And
2: in 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 classic Jack fashion, the top review on page sixty-seven is a, a one, two, three, four, five, six-word review of *The Land Before Time: The Great Valley Adventure*. <laughs> <laughs> classic, two stars. Classic. Classic cinema. Two right stars. There. I Ooh. have made a grave mistake.
0: <laughs> See, I I, cool. I I think that I think that short reviews get a bad rap. I yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I started, uh, and I I'm talking about just short reviews as well in general like I, I know obviously loads of people rip into jokey reviews mm. off or, or whatever yeah. but like but like short reviews i've seen people get angry about people writing <laughs> like just just even if it's oh just earnest God. genuine thoughts about a film it's like i like this probably wouldn't watch it again though or something like that and then leave it there's like people get angry about that yeah like, what
1: well, well, pe- people are mad that nobody wants to read their, their like, multi-page essay on, on how good The Dark Knight is. Um, like, I, think, I think people forget that um, Letterbox is, it, it, I, while it is a social media kind of page in a way, it's also a very personal diary. Um, mm. and, and the whole point of Letterbox has always been you use it the way that you want to use it. Um, yeah. And so, and so some people will write, you know, multi-page essays on all of the films they watch and, and films that they love. And that's just as valid as people who kind of just want to post a random joke or just want to jot down their thoughts in a, in a couple lines. Um, mm. Because as I said, that's kind of what I've reverted to recently, um, where I just kind of watch a couple, I, I write down a couple quick lines of, of kind yeah. of my favorite things or, or like interesting thoughts I had. Um, and I, yeah. I, you know, I think, I think there's room for both. Uh, and I think I think the only reason that that shorter and and joke reviews get a bad rap is just because they're they're easier to consume and so they get more likes and so they end up at the top of uh mm. you, do know, you know film what pages. Though?
0: do you know what though like yeah in, in, in a very macro view of letterbox yes okay like lots of jokey reviews from the from the sort of first percentile of the user base. that are the highest, most popular, you know, yeah. people on there. Yes, those tend to be the most popular. However, what you realize is there is a huge contingent of people on the website who have a readership on their profile who write long reviews, long-form reviews for every single film that they watch, and loads of people engage with it. And the reason yeah. why is because they want people to engage with their reviews, and so what do they do? They don't say, oh, where, 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 other people aren't reading my reviews, they say, "Oh well, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna treat other people how I want to be treated." And, yeah. and then they go and they engage with other people. They have conversations in comment sections with other people on their views. They make friends, you know, yeah, like, absolutely, yeah. Like and then and then that re- creates that reciprocal engagement, and and then you start actually improving as a writer as well because you you know um, exactly.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, and and I I feel like my page is a testament to that because you know as i said i don't think my reviews have ever been a very high quality on Letterboxd, but you know i have a i have a fair amount of followers and i get a decent amount of likes on my reviews and and the primary reason for that is because i joined the Letterboxd discord and i you know i joined in on challenges like i'm pretty sure the majority of of like the connections i made in the in the discord at least initially were when we did the studio ghibli marathon mm-hmm. um and we all just we all just got together and just and watched Studio Ghibli movies. And so I followed a lot of people from that because mm-hmm. I was reading their reviews and everything um, and they followed me back. And that, you know, obviously over time that has grown with, you know, more challenges and just being in the discord and, and all of that. But and obviously this this uh, this podcast, too, I've gotten a few people who have I've noticed have followed me from it, which is very much appreciated. Mm. Um i'm sorry (laughs) but um (laughs) uh it's no i just i think i think if you want people to read your reviews what you need to do is is interact and be a part of the kind of letterbox community or or you know you've found your own small community i guess Mm. um your own kind of subsection of letterbox that people where people enjoy the same things you know
0: yep yeah yeah and and yeah just keep doing it and, find, and and try not to be bitter about the way that other people use the site and just learn how you want to use it and do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs>
1: agree. I think I think it's such a terrible thing to be bitter over, you know, mm. how other people use little boxes. It's, it's a waste of time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've learned this after reviewing 843 films <laughs> and and reviewing everything I've watched for the last 4 years. <laughs> Jeez, I could not do that. <sighs> There's, yeah. There's... Well, no, you couldn't because you watched five times the film. So... <laughs> well, sometimes you just
2: you just don't feel the need to write down your thoughts of Earth versus the Spider on a Friday night, and you just like I've seen this film before, and I just watched it and I had fun, and no one needs to know. I think it's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No one needs to know.
1: I felt that a few times about movies that I'm like reluctant to like uh re- reluctant to log in letterbox where I'm just kind of like. I don't want people to see this on my homepage and and know that I watched this movie. I'd rather just, rather just let it let it go. But mm. I'm, I'm too <laughs> dedicated to the uh, to the grind to the letterbox
0: grind. <laughs> yeah, know. see, I'm I'm co- I'm coming to the end of my tether on that now. I think, like, if you look across, if you look across the breadth of all of the reviews I've ever written, you see like the different motivations I had at different times for writing reviews. Like, yeah. there were seasons where I was engaging with other writers on the site and wanting to like improve my writing and, and write longer form stuff but then if, if you look over the last like 25% of reviews I've done it's just gone shorter and shorter and shorter because I've just gone totally reverted back to thinking like <laughs> I just want to write stuff that I can reference back to and be like yeah. oh those were my thoughts and I'm very Absolutely, very yeah. nearly at the point now where I'm like yeah I'm not going to review everything that I watch anymore because <laughs> it's just not got the same value to me that it used to but yeah that's that's how to do the letterbox, people. It's
1: pretty cool that my internet just cut out. Sorry, I missed that entire. <laughs>
2: <sentence>. Matty just. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Matty just went off on a race into tangent. It doesn't matter. So, it, yeah, it was, I, d- oh. I did expect <laughs> that. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, out. I, I out of the call. <laughs> wait. So, oh, he's back. Oh, wait, oh he's I'm back. back.
1: I'm back again. Sorry, I'm sorry. It cut <laughs> <got> out again. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, my internet it's is a cat is, yeah, <laughs> it, My He's so mad that I'm not petting him. um Sorry, I'm. Um, I guess I'll hear that when I listen to the episode. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you will. It was a real problem with them. It was. It was good. Um,
1: but with that, I think we're towards the uh, yep, towards the end of this episode. We we've say, blooped
2: all we can scoop. We've we have.
1: yeah, we scooped the bloops, we blooped the scoops, we uh, we trooped the soup, we blooped. I was gonna um, say, we, we, there was, was so an strange. amount of soup. Yeah, there a was a bit of orange juice. A little but bit.
0: Not nearly enough milk not nearly
1: enough milk frankly Uh, and and to end this episode I will say I am going to go and uh, drink my morning milk at (laughs) 4pm so uh, if you want to follow me on Letterboxd which I'm I'm sure you do because uh, as I've just talked about how all my reviews are terrible uh, you can follow me at at, uh, Levi Fomet, it's like Baphomet but with Levi shoved onto the front of it so that's L-E-V-I-P-H-O-M-E-T how about you guys? Where can people follow
2: you? Oh, if you want detailed reviews on the uh, the works of Chuck Jones and his Looney Tunes era, and I don't know <laughs> Taiwanese kung fu films, follow me. J C K D V M P R T Jack Davenport without any vowels. Find me. Yeah, it's Jack
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you. And you can find me at Matty with an IE witty as well. You can read the potentially the, the, the last reviews <gasps> of Matty on Letterboxd that, Le- that Levi would have known had he, not, had he not disappeared in the middle of my... Uh, <laughs> my. Um, yeah, yeah, if you want to come and follow me and say hi, then that would be cool. Join the Discord. If you want to hear Matty's
1: racist rants, you can, uh, <laughs> you can follow him on, on Letterboxd. That's me! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's what Jack was gonna say. Join our Discord. I can't tell you what how to put it in because we don't have a vanity URL. Click on um, there's links. no good reason. There's
0: links. Says links the, in places.
1: It's in the show notes, and um, you can you, you can you can click or or press and and check the description and see it says join our Discord right there. Um, do it. And also, if you hate writing out links, we've got other box pages and everything. Um, and also, actually, on that note, why don't you send us an email? Um, I I can't tell you exactly what the the theme for uh, next episode is going to be because I cereal, I, we haven't decided. Milk yeah, and It'll, cereal. Well, we'll do the soup episode eventually. Maybe we'll need a cereal episode too to really round it all out well we could talk about um, old
2: cereals or movies that are now in the cereal style cereal that doesn't have milk in it jack cereal spelled s-e-r-i-a-l we we'll have a little cereal See, that's cereal. a good idea
1: but we'd still have to be eating the food cereal, oh
0: god yeah it will like, be a combo a combo episode it'd be yeah. uh, the film the-, the film that i would like to recommend this week is <laughs> gus van sant's milk stuff. <laughs> perfect
1: um yeah. but if you want to send us an email about anything uh, that we talked about or if you want to update us on something i don't know you can send us an email or, or just wait ho- wait join the discord and find out our <laughs> uh, theme and then email us but anyway the email is uh lbfancommunity at gmail.com so go go ahead and send us an email did you anyway, or, just, that's...
0: Or, ju- or just email us and say hello, hello.
1: <laughs> yeah just say hello with no clarification no in, sketchy attachments
0: in various different languages if you would
1: if you would like to put it in a separate language that would actually be appreciated because I'll have to go and translate it to check that it's like it actually does say hello, and that that's kind of the most thrilling part of my day, um, doing that. So you'll be giving me purpose if you if you send us an email that says hello in another language.
0: Le- Levi will stop abusing his cat if you do that for for
1: one minute to go and open Google Translate. Okay, don't don't act like it's gonna stop forever just because you depending on how many emails we get, obviously.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Bye.